Okay, we're recording. So, uh, my name is Chuck Mitchell, for the benefit of the recording. And if you missed uh, last lesson, um, uh, Kurt Bowerman was doing on values, he was doing on baptisms, uh, and he did a great job. And so, uh, I just encourage you to make sure you catch that lesson, because I think everybody's required to listen to all the lessons, okay? Um, let's open up in prayer, if we could. Thank you, Jesus, you're a great God. We thank you for this change of weather. It reminds us that uh, you're in control. And um, not much we can do, just react to it. Um, we thank you for the seasons. It reminds us, Lord, of uh, how you are new every day. How the leaves fall, the leaves come out in the spring. The sunshine comes and it's just your blessing upon us. For the your common grace and common blessing for us. But more importantly, Lord, it reminds us of the unique blessing that we have to be called children of God. We thank you, Lord, for adopting us into your kingdom. Uh, be with us this morning, Lord. Uh, may you be pleased. May you be honored. Pray, pray for Pastor Kurt and Jan in Idaho. Uh, bless their time. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, does everybody... No, I didn't. Come on in. Did you guys bring your tardy slip? Uh, no. It's different than Pastor Kurt. <laughs> Good. But appreciate. And uh, some guys dropping off kids, so I understand that. And then uh, we're going to have the ladies who are leading the, the children's worship and the Father's Children's Ministry uh, come in about 10 o'clock. So you'll get a chance to see them and thank them and hear about what their heart. Uh, does everybody, let's go around real quick. We're going around the room introducing ourselves. Justin? Yep. Michelle. Becca? David. Becca. Okay. Kayla? Kayla. Emily? Devin. Jared. Matt? Sarah. Jasmine. Okay, great. Okay. We're going around introducing ourselves, and you are? Christina Mansfield. And Ryan. Okay, great. Okay, so there is not a, a lesson from the first half of this that's in your book, but we will be going to page 97 on children's ministry on your book uh, when the ladies come in. So uh, I was told to basically kind of just introduce myself, give my testimony, tell a little bit about the church, why I'm here at Orlando Grace Church, and... Um, and so it's going to be kind of free form. And feel free to ask questions um, until you only be, we'll give you some time. Um, because I've been here 25 years. And um, Pam and I came on the first anniversary picnic, which would have been November uh, 1st, or around there, after the first anniversary. And so we had been at a fairly large church down the street. Um, for 11 years, and it was hard to leave. My folks were charter members there, and um, and that is a church that um, my mom was the secretary for the founding pastor. So uh, first was the secretary for the founding pastor. So it was hard, um, but we were in a different stage when our kids were young, and we were looking for uh, a church that was very family-oriented um, and not program-oriented. That makes sense, and so um, 
he came and visited here. Unusual for us since uh, we were Presbyterians. And, um, but it was, this was a church that Kirk, Kirk uh, Bauman covered last week concerning baptism that was open to uh, papal baptism. Um, and basically had a kind of an open type of uh, feel and look and walk in, although we still only perform and recognize um, uh, immersion baptism. It was an openness to say, listen, we're, if you're particularly a Reformed perspective, there's too much that is in common to basically say, don't come worship here. Uh, you can't be a member. And it was interesting because coming from a uh, Presbyterian background, it forced me to go back to the Westminster Confession and forced me to take the 1689 Confession and start <coughs> going like this next to each other. And some of you guys, this is my wife, Pam. Oh, hi. Hi. No, you didn't drop anybody off at nursery, right? But I'm glad y'all are here. And so um, it was an opportunity. It was a, this church had basically it started uh, the last the the only the founding of the five start folks is Rick Combs, the last one. Everybody else had pretty much moved on to different places uh, out of town, and uh, it was basically formed as a hey, we've got exposed to the Reformed faith. Uh, they were coming from First Baptist Church. Um, they were kind of the secretive Reformed folks that kind of went to a Sunday school class that was, you know, nobody knew about. And um, because one of the pastors um, was kind of leading that, and so they basically broke off, including the, the founding pastor. Um, so they started Orlando Grace Church. And so they were coming from a Baptistic perspective, Southern Baptist, and then looking at the traditions of the Reformed faith, looking at theology of the Reformed faith. faith. And so it was really interesting because they were, they were just studying God's word and looking at um, what is God telling us uh, from not only from his word, but also from his tradition of, of great teachers, Calvin, Knox. Uh, they were into, um, and, and England has historically has a big Baptist um, Reformed tradition, and so they were looking to that tradition um, for a lot of truth. And, um, and so they welcomed Pam and I um, here. And so it was an opportunity for me to, to kind of go back to my roots and, and, and understand what do I really believe. Um, how do I view the Bible in light of putting uh, glasses on? Um, and so as Spurgeon said, Reformed theology is the, 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 is the theology that Calvin taught, the theology that Augustine taught, the theology that Paul taught. So it, um, it really makes sense. And so just, and that's, how, how, that's how we came here, and uh, that's how the church was basically formed. And so yes, we do have a, um, uh, reform bent. Uh, we try to make sure that we're not the frozen chosen, that we just walk around, you know, knowing that we're, we're going to go to heaven, but that we all live out that type, that type of understanding of theology. And so it's, it's, um, it's important for us to be involved in people's lives. 
Pam and I have been involved, particularly Pam, and so I've been getting the um, extension of that, has been involved in a lot of Paul Tripp min uh, ministries. Uh, if you guys may know who Paul Tripp is, uh, CCEF is where he came from. He's out of Westminster, which is their counseling at Westminster Theological Seminary. And, um, and Paul Tripp talks about uh, the church is messy because people are messy, and you need to get involved in the mess of the church because that's where people are. And so, um, and that's how we, we get involved in people's lives. Um, Pam and I have um, hosted a community group for 10, 12 years, I'm not sure. Um, and so, um, most of our folks have uh, been really faithful, and they've also gotten old in our group as well <laughs> over those 10 years. Um, and it's been, um, and we have a, a theos here that we want to get people involved in small groups. And so we've been thankful for a lot of younger guys that in the last couple of years have stepped up and started uh, teaching uh, uh, groups, to, uh, the small groups. And so because our group has uh, continues to kind of age and some of the folks that were in our group um, had babies and so they've kind of moved on and their life cycles changed. I just want to tell you that from our group, we've uh, buried two guys. Um, We've rejoiced with uh, two older folks' marriages. Um, if, if you haven't met the Cunninghams, um, Brian and Sherry Cunningham, um, they were struggling with miscarriages in our group. Um, off the top of my head, it's probably three. And we just sat down and, and put them in the middle of our group, put our hands on them and, and prayed for them and said, God, we're, we're, we're praying for successful pregnancy this year and he answered that prayer and uh, actually we prayed too hard because we had four babies <laughs> <laughs> so um, um, it's, it's just exciting to see that happen in a small group setting um, how we had opportunity to minister to folks and uh, I just want to encourage you to really check it out and if you don't like the first one go to the second one if you don't like the second one go to the third one Find some niche that works out for you. When Pam and I first came, they were they were really good, big in small groups. Although they were kind of Sunday schools, they still had this Baptist tradition that small groups are also the Sunday school groups. If you know if you know what I'm talking about, and so we, as I said, we came in November, and so we were checking out all the small groups. It was really great because every one of them had a Christmas party, so we went to every Christmas party. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> um, and we welcome young folks to our group too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do that. We do. Our group. We have a we have a couple that yeah we have a we have a couple that's childless in our group. Um, just I'd say not young, but close to it. Um, and they come and they're ministered to as well. But is if you ever work with young folks at business, you know that young folks keep you honest and can give you a little bit of uh, energy, is when you're my age. So um, that's always good. It's always good. Well, let me tell you a little bit about um, my testimony and what's happening here, how we have stayed and been involved and how we've grown at Orlando Grace Church. Um, as I hinted on, I mentioned that I grew up uh, in a Presbyterian um, tradition. Um, Pam and I just went um, this weekend, mm -hmm. made a quick trip up to Wilmington, North Carolina, where my aunt passed away. Uh, with my dad's uh, sister 
And so we have um, 10 first cousins and eight of them were there. It was kind of neat. Um, but we went to the church where I was baptized in, in 1955, uh, which is also the same church my dad was baptized in, in 1927. And, um, and so that tradition we came, but I came from a tradition of uh, Presbyterian. And my grandfather, my dad's dad, was an elder in that church for 50 years. Um, became an elder in 1918. So, um, and his father-in-law was also an elder in that church. Um, we came here because um, we love Jesus, and we wanted to worship Jesus with as a family, um, kind of a family. Theme on that. Um, my testimony was that I grew up in a Christian home, and um, there was not a time that I did not know that I loved Jesus or Jesus loved me. Um, my folks were uh, took our family for a kind of a week long crusade in Gainesville, North Carolina, uh, where we lived at the time, and um, made a personal dedication to to follow Jesus. I went walk down the aisle when they did the call at the end of the end of the preaching. Um, we very soon moved moved to um, Florida. Uh, that uh, within a year, uh, my dad got transferred, so I grew up in Winter Park, uh, as, as Betty did as well too. Um, and and uncle that I know, Mark Owens, um, and went to University of Florida. There was a time that I was a churchy guy, but I don't necessarily was, uh, as a teenager, I was, um, all the young ladies' mothers always wanted their their daughters to marry Chuck, because I was that kind of guy. But I was also a guy that had a front, as well as had my, my own life as well. And, um, and so when I went to the University of Florida, we were um, kind of, Went to church on Sunday and kind of did my own little thing. Um, it was not until um, Pam and I really, um, after we got married, I graduated and I graduated in June of '77. I was commissioned in the Navy. I was a Navy ROTC at Florida. Commissioned that same day. We got married two weeks later. I deployed to Mediterranean training two weeks after that. So it was a whirlwind, and boy was I needing God. So unfortunately, sometimes we we have to. There's a big need before we fall down on our knees and uh, really just totally surrender to God. And that was me. Um, got seasick going across. Uh, realized that I never got rid of my seasickness, and I was in the Navy for three on the ship for three years. Um, I was underneath the big rock at uh, Gibraltar, and if you ever see that Prudential. Uh, picture that is exactly what it looked like, and I was on the forecastle, which is the pointy end of the ship, see, see levers, um, and uh, just called out to God. There I was, since I was seven years old, wanted to be a naval officer. Now I'm seasick, away from home, not one Christian in my wardroom. The wardroom is where the is what we call the group of officers. Um, away from my bride of two weeks plus 10 days, that's how long it took us to get over. Um, I, I just became dependent on God, it was hard. And just really just rededicated myself to him because I needed him every day, every second. Um, 
we got back. <coughs> um, Pam and I reunited after some time together because uh, I went back into to uh, finish up some schooling, at, uh, specialized schooling, and then uh, she had to leave again to finish up her um, uh, degree in teaching, and then we got back together and we were we would just stay in small groups and did churches and we were just blessed blessed to have folks come alongside us and um, teach us and lead us as a young couple. And uh, God has just been really good, and that's how we've grown. Um, doing great Bible studies uh, from um, as we were raising our young young kids, and just had great teachers, and we just really grew. And so that's what I really encourage you is that yeah, worshiping is great, and it is important, and the fellowship is important. But most people grow when they're when they're studying God's word together, and they're sharing, and they're praying for each other. Um, so that's how we grew. And um, I, I'm, and as, as um, <coughs> my responsibility is to lead my wife well and my learn, and I really care. Um, but I am thankful for people like Joyce Jacobs who run such a Wednesday, night, Wednesday morning uh, ladies uh, group has really just encouraged my wife and so she's in God's word every day studying for that. She's being a former teacher and then a homeschool teacher for 21 years. She gets her homework done and so that's how she's geared and so she's studying every day for Joyce's class and so um, I'm just thankful that and that's what we do. We need help. We can't do it on our own. We can't lead on our own. We just need other other folks to encourage us and so um, that's one area that has really helped Pam helped me uh, as well as I continue to encourage her and, and whatever I need to do to have her go to that class. Uh, she, co she co leads in our in our group and uh, I say co leads because she doesn't necessarily do the teaching in our, in our small group but boy um, the, the compliment that she does for me is making sure the prayer requests are out, making sure the, the um, sending out emails of all the prayer requests so everybody knows what's going on. Um, the sensitivity, of, which I don't have, is um, of needs. And um, say, I haven't called this person, I haven't called this person. Don't you think you ought to call this person? Um, and you know what? That's what's so important in ministry. Is, um, is just because I'm just not sensitive to a lot of those things. So I just encourage um, folks that, that, that are couples now that, that not everybody's <coughs> gifted the same. So that's as, imp that's as important for. Uh, the gifting is is the gift as a couple, and for me is that although Pam doesn't have any official capacity in the church, uh, you know she is um, really helps me as a shepherd in my group, and um, I really appreciated that so far. Um, we have uh, as as I prep for the ladies coming in. Let me just tell you from the standpoint of what I just want to encourage you guys is that. When it comes to, to, to uh, ministering to children, um, there's a reason when we have a baby dedication that the, that the congregation stands. I don't know if you've been to baby dedications before. Some, some they just they do the dedication of the of the uh, child. Um, I like to I'd like to say that we do everything except the the water here because we do everything great. 
because it is the it is the congregation has to make a commitment that they will help raise that child every day of the week. And it may not that child you may move that may child may family may move on, but it's it's the principal involved in it. Is that everybody every one of us has a responsibility to grow these children up in the Lord. And that can be that could look different ways. That could be uh, serving in nursery. It could be uh, equipping hour, Sunday school hour. It could be grace week. It could be volunteering at Vacation Bible School. It could just be loving on them and it gets committed and knowing their name. Folks that have uh, grew up in the church as, as young folks, you probably, people, um, when you're young, may come to mind of folks who encouraged you or that you knew. Um, you know, we just um, had the, ser- uh, the memorial service for um, for Paul Hunt uh, last week. How do people in remember Paul Hunt? A lot of people don't understand that all the things he did as a deacon behind the scenes. But you do remember one thing. How he bleeded out front. How he knew everybody's name. How everybody knew that he was the face. My dad was like that at Orangewood. Um, there's folks that will still come to me. My dad's passed away 20 years and come up and say, I remember Uncle Charlie. He used to greet me as a child. Or he used to greet my children. There are opportunities that you can make impact on folks. And you don't have to be an officer of the church. You don't have to be a pastor. So one of the things I would just encourage us here and encouraging me too is that as we talk about ministering to folks in our small groups, we talk about ministry to children, that's one of the things that we do that we want to do well. Now that's always that's always a continuous battle. It's just like the walk. But we want to we want to minister to our children well. And as these ladies come in, they're you know um, they they volunteer to do this, and there's some and there's some part time staff pay as well for some of those ladies. Um, we want they need help, and so that's what they're what they'll probably come in and just share a little bit of what's going on and, and help. Um, so I just encourage you in that area as we as we uh, minister to others. Um, Pam, is anything, anything that I'd that, uh, be good to say? I, I just think the nursery ministry is one area that really needs a lot of volunteers. Um, we're on a one every four week schedule right now, so if you have a heart for children, the church can really serve you, uh, especially as women, men can volunteer too. Yeah. You can't do it as a couple just because of insurance purposes. Oh, it's just terrible. It's ridiculous, but it's the way it is. So if you're willing and able to volunteer for the ministry, it'll mean that um, those who are serving now, every four weeks, maybe we're only all of us willing to serve it in six weeks or, you know, and then the children are exposed to all of you and you get to know the church in the church. It's a really neat way to get to know them. Yeah, we actually, we, we actually, unless there's a, re- we actually, state that unless there's a certain requirement um, for the ladies that they do serve in there. Uh, knowing full well that there are sometimes there are some uh, situations which you can't. 
Um, I don't personally. I don't. Go ahead. And there are some men who served. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, um, when I was a young dad, I Pam and I served together, but unfortunately, insurance won't let you do that because of the potential abuse. And so, um, so if there's a potential abuse in, in a small kids class, then they want to they want a, a non relative to be in there to be watching. So it's kind of ridiculous, um, but that's what we have to do. So the, typically the men will have be on setup, but we do have a couple men that do serve in the uh, in the nursery. Unfortunately, they just don't serve with their with their their spouses. Um, but we do do need set up and you know there er, something has to be done on Sunday morning to get everything ready for here. Or a hall monitor too. Yeah, a hall monitor. Yep, that's a good example. Um, just for the protection of as we everybody's in the worship service, and you got folks in the classes. Um, some of the guys uh, when they serve in their nursery, they're hall monitors, and so they're basically making sure that everything looks good. Or somebody has to go to the restroom watch the class or the, you know, help take kids to the restroom and things like that. So that's important as well. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, these days with security and all those other things, we just have to be aware of all those things. So, um, yes, David. What are, what are the rules on um, helping, whether it's nursery or other classes? And I know some churches yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, excellent question. Uh, that is the case. Um, in fact, we actually have an um, actually, I think it says um, it's either three to six months that you have to be a member prior to serving. Uh, and, and the reason being is that we just don't want somebody to come in, go to the class, uh, do their thing just so we can get access to the kids. Everybody want, want, wants we want to know them. Um, but we also do background checks. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, and, um, and so. That's another requirement of the insurance, right? Yeah, another requirement of insurance. And so we do background checks, and so you can be, uh, be assured that everybody's done a background check who gets into the nursery. And that's really sometimes the, oh, we've got new members that came in, and um, make sure they can do that. Um, we just have to get those background checks in because they can't get on the list, the background checks. So there, there's, there have been few exceptions uh, of that, and they'll talk about it, but that's usually when they're like one of three folks or three, one of four folks, and they're doing something unique with the kids, but it's not necessarily controlling the class. Um, so that would be the case. All right, so I'm going to have, um, can I tell you what page that was on? 90, is it 97? 96, 97? Uh, I do want to uh, read something on the bottom of 96, I think it was. I think this, I only hinted to it, but this is um, the bottom of 96. We are a family-based transformation of the cult culture. Again, what I want to say is that that's at the bottom of 96. We try not to be necessarily a pro. We don't have enough staff and all that stuff to be a program-driven church. We are we're basically a ground up. If you see an opportunity that you can want to minister some area, if you have an idea, um, a good example would be Grace Kids, uh, would be something that got raised up again uh, several years ago, and it's, it's 
really meeting a need, but uh, with a couple couple families kind of say, hey, I think uh, kids are, are at that age that we, we could do something during service because we're not going to, all I'm doing is correcting and bopping them on the head and uh, we need to do something different. And so that ministry came up because of uh, families who said, I'm ready to volunteer to do that and it's kind of perpetuated and that's great. So uh, God has established the home as the fundamental social sphere in which he intends to transform a culture. No matter what form a family takes, single parent, um, single parent home, traditional home, church is only as strong as its family. And I, this is what I'm going to leave you, and this fits into a transition to what these ladies do. We're not here to necessarily do all, well, I'm saying, we're not here to do your theological training for your children. We're here to supplement the, the, the families in doing that. You're the, the mom and dad are the primary responsibility of teaching your kids theological truths to love of Jesus. We want to supplement. And I've, we've got, Em and I have three grown kids, and there are times when we could say something unkind, and it doesn't mean squat to them. Somebody else says it one time, and all of a sudden it's like a new revelation to your child. <laughs> and so um, that's what we want to. That's what we want to be. We want to be as a church. Is we want to be able to repeat the same thing, saying the same thing. There were times when I, there were guys in the church that were mentoring one of my children. Uh, they got this. What do you do? We've been talking about this. If you can happen to, <laughs> that'll be great. <laughs> so, um, so that. We are, we want to support the family, okay? Whatever that family looks like, okay? And, um, and so that's what we're here. So I'm gonna have these three ladies come up. Uh, and I don't know if they're gonna, they're gonna how they're gonna talk, but it's basically 97, talks about the children's ministry, and they can introduce themselves, and uh, we got the rest of the hour. Oh, you got till 20 minutes, because I'm gonna take the next slide. Yeah, no, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hi, I'm Sherry Hallam, um, Children's Ministry Director with Carrie Gonzalez, Mary Walton. Um, yeah. I'll let them introduce themselves. I'll go first, um, share a little bit about myself and then about what I do here. Um, so my husband, Josh, and I, um, we met at UCF and started coming to OGC when we were in college about 11 years ago now. Um, and we have two boys and um, I taught first grade for a number of years and then uh, decided to stay home with um, my first son and um, was graciously hired here at OGC once the children's ministry was um, up and going and to run things, kind of do some organizational work like administration and, um, and that was about a year and a half ago, I want to think. Um, so um, since then we've just had a lot of like really great things happen. Um, my main role um, is with children ages um, four <coughs> up through fifth grade. And um, Carrie and I both split um, this children's ministry director role. Um, it's just so much better that way to have a team <laughs> to work with. Um, so my main role is to work on supporting the kids during equipping hour um, with the classes they have, the teachers, um, getting volunteers, taking curriculum, um, supporting them however 
And then with the Children's Bulletin Clearing Service, we have for um, the third through fifth graders. Um, and then just a lot of other administrative things that we have going on to support the kids and families. Um, Carrie and I both kind of share that role. Um, so, yeah, Carrie. So, um, my husband and I came to OGC a couple of years ago. Um, we have one daughter, Margaret, and she is in third grade. And she was blessed to get to have some time in grief because she's graduating out of that now. But um, we just really enjoyed not only having her go to Grace Kids, but also being able to serve in Grace Kids and see what's actually happening in there and how um, theology and truths about God are being taught in a way that they can really understand and makes it hopefully something that they'll remember. So my main role will be to support Cherie and just partner with her to help keep the kids ministry on track and running um, and also just partner with you guys and mm -hmm. praying for your children. Um, and then also taking care of Grace Kids, so doing the lesson plans, working with the volunteers that are coming each week um, just to move in to help us and to actually just implement the curriculum. Um, and the curriculum we're using is the Gospel Project, I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but it's really good solid curriculum. We've switched over to that um, just this summer mm -hmm. and I feel like it's been a really good, mm -hmm. good switch for the kids enjoy it. Um, and that I think the teachers have enjoyed teaching it as well, so. Mm -hmm. um, well, my name is Amanda Walton. My husband's name is Rodney, and we um, have three kids. Garrett is eight, Rosie is four, and Claire just turned two. And um, kind of like Cherie, uh, Rodney and I have been basically here at OGC for over 10 years because we came here as college students mm -hmm. and got married and had kids. <laughs> and. Um, Rodney and I served overseas for a little while with kids through faith, but we feel like we've been here the whole time. So <laughs> essentially we've been here the whole time. Um, and I am in charge of the nursery ministry, which is anybody from like birth through three um, is my focus. So I um, do all the volunteer scheduling. Uh, I do all the logistics of that ministry. I also kind of coordinate the electronic check-in system that we use for all of the kids. Um, so that um, we keep everybody safe that way. Every kid gets a name tag and parents get a sticker with a number, kind of like a plane ticket. Um, so you can pick your kid up at the end. You but have to pick your kid up. Yeah, it's really <laughs> yeah. 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 You do, you do have to get them for sure. Um, but yeah, so that's um, uh, on the newer side of some of our policies and procedures is to, to keep kids safe. Um, but we have three different nursery rooms for um, the youngest kids. We have uh, one that's uh, birth through walking, which is about one. We have a middle room that's one and two, and then um, the oldest group is the, the cheetahs, and they're three-ish. Um, so, yeah, that's what I focus on and, and do around, around here, plus other things that come up. We really do, like, work as a team. That's why there's, mm -hmm. there's three of us, because we all um, have kids, and we all... Um, care a lot about this ministry, but we are all um, uh, part-time people, so right. this is not our full-time job. We're not here 40 hours a week to um, have everything on our plates all the time. And to, and to complement a different gift is really neat. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Amanda, can you explain how the background checks work for people sure. who are going to sure. be involved in the um, Anybody ministry? who's serving in children's ministry, um, either in the nursery or with the older children, we do a background check. Uh, I think that that's in your packet of documents that you fill out when you apply for membership at the end of the class. 
Um, let me just run a basic background check on you, um, just as a safety precaution for our kids. Um, that's kind of a, one of those newer things too that um, churches didn't have to worry as much about. Um, but now we do run a background check on everybody. We do a training uh, about once a year for um, volunteers in nursery and um, volunteers in the children's nursery. And we also, the other safety component is um, we always have two volunteers in every classroom. You would never be alone with a child in the classroom for any period of time, really. So um, we work really hard to keep all of those kind of safety pieces uh, fitting together. So there's two volunteers in each classroom. There's the person working at the desk. And then we also have a hall monitor every week, which is usually a man who um, also has a walkie-talkie to communicate with all the classrooms um, and kind of keeps an eye on the campus. Um, helps with bathroom runs. Helps if we need a, a bathroom situation or if we have an injury. We just like to always have lots of extra extra hands on deck. Mm -hmm. um, most of the time we never never use those. The, the hall monitor guys joke that they just wander around and <laughs> pretend to be a bouncer. But they feel cool with their walkie-talkie. <laughs> it, is, it is just a... a it's a status card. symbol, and yeah. those yeah. jobs are hard to get. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apply early. <laughs> and so they yeah. turn those into you. Uh, they they come into the office, the church office, <laughs> uh, with the whole the whole packet, and actually mm -hmm. Sheree is the one who mm -hmm. runs the background checks on. And they come in sealed, I think, because there's some questions that yeah. they there, there's some yeah. pointed questions to ask in there, and so they get mm -hmm. sealed and yeah. yeah. And there's only two people maybe when you see it. Yeah, only five really when we okay. take that Just picture. Two, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, that's a good segue though because. Um, <coughs> We have a lot of different people working in different rooms, like for nursery, there's um, three rooms every Sunday with six people, and then there's, um, right now, for equipping our classes um, with the children's ages that we have, it has worked out for us to have two classes. Usually we have three, but we've had to combine a few, um, so we have two teachers in there. Um, and for Grace Kids, there is a, um, did we explain? I don't know if we explained Grace did. Kids. Yeah. Um, we'll explain that real quick. Grace Kids is for pre-K through second graders, and it's during the service. Um, it's not held during equipping hour at all. Um, it's for anything except my team. Just you know, it's creative so that we can give the kids an opportunity to learn more about the gospel at their level um, with other kids and fun, energetic. You know, just you know, a kid-friendly environment. And so um, that Grace Kids has a group of teens. They take, there's one team of three to four people, and they each have a Sunday, and they have that Sunday every month, and doesn't really change. <laughs> We've had really consistent, really helpful people who have just been on for, since we started about a year or two. Mm -hmm. And um, so we are um, not really looking for lots of volunteers for Grace Kids or um, necessarily for equipping hour or for teaching um, the um, pre-K through fifth graders, um, but really for nursery. <laughs> We have a huge need um, for women to be on the nursery rotation. Um, there's just a lot of, um, you know, there's just lots of different needs, and um, there's uh, the rotation works so that you have to only um, serve typically like once every six weeks or so. Yeah. So you know, and we are all just volunteer <coughs> based, and so like Chuck said, it's just we're all just one big family. Um, and we just want to serve our kids so that, you know, like we've mentioned too, they have a chance to hear the gospel from somebody who, I mean, get loved by somebody, you know, who, who just, you know, 
loves them and, and has a, a heart to serve them. And um, he gives the parents some breaks to sit in church and um, just be fed that way too. And um, yeah, especially so in the nursery ministry, like it really is a huge ministry to parents <coughs> um, to just have that time to to focus on the teaching. I know as a, a mom of little people, a lot of my time is spent <coughs> with them, which is wonderful, and I enjoy that time at home with them. But it's really been a blessing for me to be able to have them in the nursery, know that they're safe and cared for and loved, and to be able to focus my heart on the Lord, even just for an hour a week. Mm -hmm. um, just knowing that, that I have that time set aside um, has been very encouraging mm -hmm. for me. And the only one more thing, um, we, um, Sunday, our administrative assistant, um, and I need to work to get you all the updated volunteer <coughs> the policies and procedures, um, because as I walked in, I just looked at your notebooks and noticed that you don't have, like, <laughs> the latest updated one, so I will make sure that you have this updated one in your notebook next Sunday. I'll have a copy here, probably at that table. For each of you, you can just tear that one out and just slide this one in. Um, and it has um, everything that we've we've talked about. There's just some more updated things. Um, so that one's just a little bit dated. So. Any questions? So how does it work? Like your cooking hour and like Sunday school. Like like the nurses do they drop their kids off and then they're there for like till the end, like twelve fifteen, like twelve thirty or so. Yeah, well, it's a little, do you want me to? For, it depends on the age of your children. So with, if you have a, um, a pre-K through fifth grader, they're going to get dropped off at 9.30 um, for their appropriate Sunday school class. And then you'll go to your class and then you will pick them up at 10.30 when your class is done. And then they will go into the church service with you and stay um, until, if they're pre-K through second, then they will go to Grace Kids um, during the service. If your child is zero to age three, you come to a cooking hour, you drop them off at 9.30, um, then they can stay through 12.15 till church is over. Um, they're just too young to, you know, yeah, be brought into the service. Does that answer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they can be picked up, yep. kids mm -hmm. need to be fed, they got ro we have rooms to do that, and then drop mm -hmm. them back off again, whatever, whatever, you know, on their, whatever their service is. Uh, one that obviously the, if you've been here Orlando Grace Church for some time is <coughs> and we'll have communion today <laughs> you see uh, men elders deacons that are doing the communion you see men doing the preaching um, because we think that that's what God God's word says about male leadership within the spiritual um, teaching leadership uh, setting
standpoint, but as a spiritual, official standpoint. But these ladies are in the spiritual business as well too. They're ministering to your children and to the other other, other folks' children. And so there's opportunity for leadership here for everyone if God's calling you to that. And so obviously there were times, periods of time, seasons of life before they could do themselves. But that's why we're that's why we're a unit. That's why we're a church family. There are times that people have to roll out. Times when you become come back in. Um, so I just want kind of just want to mention that to you in case uh, sometimes there's some questions asked related to that. We do have men serving um, also. Yeah, I'm glad to mention during that. equipping yep. hours, especially with the older kids. But we do have men who serve on the nursery rotation as well. Um, if that's something that you're interested in, that's definitely an option as right. well. Yeah, we default to the to the women, but that's not. Yeah, I explained to them. Unfortunately, we okay. have to not have two two the oh. same family members in, yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Why the population would be have two men? Right. It wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Have at least one that's that's exactly right. right. Yeah. And now, it can't be a husband and wife pair. Right. In the now, when it comes to equipping hour for kids over the older older kids, kids there's there's that's totally right. different. Mm-hmm. I think the cutoff is that we want to make sure those kids can articulate if something happens, mm-hmm. and that's really the difference, okay, those, that age group. Is there additional training that you'll have to go through in the house level service to go through the changing policies and stuff like that? Yeah, we, um, we offer, I mean, currently we don't have anything scheduled, um, but as you come on to, um, you become a member, you become installed, um, what we've done is we will get with you either like one-on-one um, and we have tried to schedule like a yearly training, okay. um, so we don't have anything scheduled yet. But you know, if something's in the works, and so we will <coughs> let you know about that. And then, um, you know, whatever <coughs> interest you have, like whatever area, then one of us will talk to you um, about yeah any questions. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Okay. So, hypothetically speaking, we go through this class. Mm-hmm. Then, how often do you? have a service where people are officially members. Oh, good question. And then you go through training, and then <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. there's I quite a bit of No, there is a leeway. And time. that's the neat thing about this is because <coughs> it's not like you go to one class, you sign up, you know, you raise your hand, I'm, I'm a member, and this is a process if you haven't already. Okay, what, what happens? Once we go through this class, you'll get your application. There's an application that you have to fill out, a questionnaire. Once that questionnaire comes and it gets turned into the church office, then Pastor Kurt uh, will basically, since this is his class, then you have to go through an interview process, okay? And so uh, you'll be interviewed by two officers, um, and usually it's uh, uh, elder and a deacon, in most cases. Um, and so we'll split split you guys up, and probably over three weeks to make sure everybody's scheduled, we can get everybody <coughs> over a three-week three period. And you'll go through that process, and then there's recommendations, and it gets together, and then 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 they'll schedule a time that they'll have a, a part of the service that you'll basically be uh, introduced, and then you'll have a, we'll have usually have a reception. So we kind of wait for the timing of standpoint of that. So does that fit into our reception type of standpoint? Uh, on that that Sunday is a good Sunday for reception. So that's what basically we'll do. So once you go through this process, and Pastor Kurt, you finish up. Um, then he'll be talking about those issues, but you'll go through an interview process. And those interview process, the questions are very, we want you to fill those out because there are issues that we really want to know, okay? 
I'll give you an uh, example. I, I might have the ladies stay here in case there's any questions. But, um, there's some questions. Uh, we talked about baptism. Um, there are folks that have come through and uh, after they're in the class and go, you know, we I was only baptized in a Catholic church. Um, do I need to get rebaptized? And the answer would be yes. Because we don't have our church tradition um, is that typically that type of Catholic, Roman Catholic baptism is not necessarily the same type of baptism. It's kind of baptism regeneration. Um, and so, <coughs> yeah, we have to get rebaptized. So those are the kind of issues we would talk about. If you were talking about if you were a Pado Baptist like I was, and then we'd want to make sure you, you can articulate that, okay? And I say, why, conscious wise, why I don't feel like I need to be rebaptized. So we'd talk about that. If you're coming from a church, it's, Wayne? It's Frank Pado Baptism. Yeah, infant baptism. Talk about a lot. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, they talk about it a lot too. Okay. Infant baptism. Thank you. Um, if you're coming from a church and there's potential conflict, or you're running away from a problem, or maybe you're under church discipline somewhere, you definitely want to know that. Um, just in the last couple week, uh, couple months, I know of Pastor Kurt getting on the phone talking to somebody, another church pastor, a church elder actually, talking about is there is there an issue here? You know, conversation again. Is that you guys? No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and you're still here? And you're still here? No, we're no. glad that you do that. No, I'm grateful to hear it. I just, we I, actually had to request our old church. We said, oh, we'd love to reiterate. Oh, okay. We just crossed in a new church. And <coughs> oh, good. They Amen. threatened to not take us off the list. <laughs> they, 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 similar to what you see at Capitol Hill Baptist, they, they vote to remove they have to vote to remove us yeah. as well, so okay. that we're, we're under covenant. Okay. Oh, yeah, under covenant. So, but I, I mean, I, I'm just I'm grateful to hear that. I know when I was pastoring, you know, I'd have folks leave under bad yep. circumstances. They'd go somewhere else. I never heard a thing. Never got a phone call. Okay. Never got. And I, I had lunch with these other pastors. And I oh, never good. Heard Thank you for for that so, sharing that, Justin. Well, let me tell you something. That when you join here, it's a covenant. <coughs> I'm still calling folks who haven't been here. Or three months because they haven't found another church. Still calling them on the phone. What are you doing? What's going on? And uh, well, we're we're looking around at other churches. Okay, we moved and we're a little farther away. That's fine. What, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And so um, I don't want to spend most of my time doing that. <laughs> okay, I want to be taking care of folks in the body. So if God's calling you to another church later on, or you move, and I'm talking about people who moved to Minnesota. I'm calling up. Have you found a church yet? Okay, we want you to find a church. Get in. Get in. Are you in church class? You know, that I can tell you, Minnesota, Pennsylvania. I'm telling you, a lot of guys that, are, and I'm calling these folks up. Please, don't join here unless you're going to go join another church, because I don't want to call you up later on, find out where you, where you are, um, because that's how important it is to us. We want to do a handoff of the baton to another church. And we want to make sure that if you're coming from another church, um, if, it's, if possible, we want to get we want to get a hold of the baton as well. Okay, it's, we just feel like that's we have a responsibility to to you and to God. Um, so I appreciate Justin mentioning that, raising hands, saying uh, sharing that. Uh, it's just important that important um, and. Um, not that we want to be cult-like, okay? We don't want to be that way. 
We're not saying that this is the only church. There are great churches. In fact, if this isn't the place for you, I'm sure Pastor Kurt will recommend some places close by to you that would be, be great churches for you. When we first started here, we were the only Reformed Baptist church in Orlando. Now they're, let's call it Reformed Baptist church. Now that now they're many, okay, um, which is great. Um, but we want you, if you're going to come here, we want you being involved in this in ministry, be it children's ministry, be it other ministries, small group ministries, reading ministries. There are folks out here that read. You know how important that is. You guys are new, okay? You know how important that is. And Rick comes Sunday. And Rick comes Sunday. Yeah, he's the one that I mentioned that was part of the one of the five guys who started this church when this church started. Um, what's my answer now? You can say. So, okay. Does anybody got any questions for for me or for the ladies? Who is not coming back next week? <laughs> <laughs> That's why Pastor Kurt does not let me get in front <laughs> without him being here, because he likes to clean up. That's why he makes me record it. Right. Let's, let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. You're a great God. Thank you for these ladies who serve. We thank you for the word that the Kellers get, and encouragement to them on this. We thank you for everyone that's represented here, Lord. We want to serve you well. We want to love you. And Lord, we just pray, Lord, if it's God's desire that these folks be involved with us, Orlando Grace Church, thank you. If it's not uh, your desire, Lord, that, and they, they desire to go with you leading them somewhere else, thank you. Uh, we just pray, Lord, they go to a church that loves you, 
teaches God's word. Uh, prepare our hearts for worship, for singing. Prepare our hearts for receiving of the word. Lord, may we walk out of here being closer to you, grabbing some nuggets that we can chew on all week so we can understand you better. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. I did record it. Good. <laughs> See you, ladies.